They left me out for dead, just like my mama told me. I'm back on roll. I like fuck a friendship. That's a costly pleasure. Can't afford no homies. Niggas plotted on me, down there laid on me. I was begging them for my shot, these niggas played on me. I'm back on roll, selling them weight on it. I call the shots now. I make the plays on it. Good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Truth Your Shot Podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Tyree Irving, a.k.a. Diddy Hendricks, a.k.a. Diddy Quarantino, a.k.a. Russell Flexbrook, a.k.a. I'm home in the house and I'm in the house board. And on the phone, on the line, is my co-host, as always. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Ali Nicole, a.k.a. your favorite little shit talker, a.k.a. That bundled up badass, your girl's getting her sewing tomorrow. I can't fucking wait. AKA, Allie, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay, Allie? AKA, that little baby who's muy, muy frustrated. Fran. What's up? What's up? I'm fucking tired. I'm home in the house and I'm in the house bored. I'm tired. I'm just tired. You, Everything is, I'm tired of eating my own cooking. I am tired of being around the same niggers because if I'm around new niggers, I might die because of this fucking man-eating virus. I am tired of looking at my own four walls. I am tired of my inbox. I am, I'm tired. And I, a lot of it is about the fact that I have really have had to sit down. We have all had to sit down. And I'm tired of sitting down. I am an extrovert. I am a busybody. And I am neither being extroverted or busybody. I'm tired of it. So I'm, I'm high-key irritable about this shit. I'm sorry. Nah, I mean, no, nah, it's real. Like, I think um, I think we would be doing a disservice to the people who choose to listen by not being real about it. Um, for me, it, it is frustr- it's frustrating. It's frustrating for several reasons. Um, it's frustrating... Um, feel like you you feel like you're doing what you need to do, and then you see other people who aren't doing what they need to do, um, which makes you feel like you doing what you need to do is for nothing. Um, because again, during I mean, this has been um we, over a month now. I think I think we kind I think Ohio and a couple other states instituted the you know the the first of the orders. Um. That like March thirteenth ish, right? Right. Because I remember it kind of, it kind of really, you know, um, and so for the last month, um, the entire country, um, give or take few pockets of people and a few pocket in few states, ha- has been under this strict social distancing quarantine crisis, um, and our our economy isn't built isn't isn't designed to run when no one can go anywhere um so we have had 16 million um un, unemployment filings since since this pandemic has started um it's hit it's hit close to home we we both know people on all all sides of our friend groups that have been you know furloughed um i've discussed my experiencing my experience with it 
we we we've discussed the essential workers who you know they have job security right now, but you know they're also risking their livelihoods and and health to to make sure that the few services that we do still provide as a country are able to be pro, you know provided. Um, and we we showed love. We uh we raffled off. We raffled off. You know, two 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 winners who were able to get prizes um from us um through us through the donations that our our listeners and our have have gave us to to show support for these workers. Yep. So that was a, a bit of good news. That made me happy. The, um, um, my bad. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go and, ahead. And, 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 and that's that's the silver lining in the dark clouds, right? And um, we can go on and on in talking about just how how our mental has been impacted by um, COVID nineteen. Um, you know, prayers obviously to everyone who's lost a family member, a loved one, a friend, a worker. You know, this is this is this is it's hitting closer to home for everyone each and every day. Um, so, one before we go anywhere else, I want to make sure I give my condolences, my sincere deepest condolences to those people who are listening who have um, lost someone during this tough time. I would be remiss if I didn't do so. Um, and I know we we're it's hard. We're getting tired of talking about coronavirus, right? But it's also it also almost feels irresponsible to not talk about it because it is impacting all of us every day. It is the main thing that is impacting us every single day. So, um, and I and I do want to start off um, by noticing a trend, if you don't mind. If you don't mind, Alex, you know, no, go right this, ahead. this is our this is. Um, at what point? Did black people become the face of coronavirus? Is my question. Oh, the moment that China realized that they're out of the clear. Technically, China's economy is starting to reopen as they're they they are <laughs> now going on seven days without any reported cases, new cases or deaths of coronavirus. So their economy is starting to reopen, so to speak. So out their outside is open. So if you notice that you're seeing a spike in spending, like you know. Um, so Hermes actually had like a double, like they had over $3 million in sales in one day, something crazy like that. Um, as you start to see, you know, Italian based companies as well, they're starting to see as as Italy is actually starting to reopen as well. I think I got to fact check that. But my point about it is that as you start to see these economies reopen is that you're going to start to see a, a change in the shift in the narrative. You know, when, when China was experiencing China, excuse me, when Asians and, and Pan-Asians and Chinese people over here in the United States were experiencing extreme xenophobia and extreme racism, you know, black people were just like, we're the first people to say, hey, that's fucked up. We were the first people to speak up. Now that China's quote unquote, or so to speak, in the clear, you're starting to see the face of this change because, like I say all the time, anti-blackness, anti-blackness is global. The cool thing, no matter who you are, no matter where you go in the world, is to hate black people. So I knew that. I just, you know, it, it's one of those things where it's like, surprise. I mean, it, it's disappointing, but you're not shocked. And I hate to say this, and I'm glad that I kept my thoughts about this in the tuck, but I, I knew this was going to happen. I knew it. You know why they talk about, they've always talked about how Africa had no confirmed cases. Africa is this miracle country. Let's te- test vaccines in Africa. The reason why Africa does not have as many confirmed cases as the rest of the world is because they were not being tested like the rest of the world. 
So of course, you're not going to see any cases over there because you're not giving them... Africa did not get the, the, the supplies that it needed in order to be tested like the rest of the world did. Like I said, anti-blackness is fucking global. So the fact that now black people are the face of this, are now the face of coronavirus when it was Asians, does not surprise me. It absolutely does not surprise me. So... Y'all hate niggas. You so hate here, so let's break this down, right? So um, one thing that has always stuck out to me is that um, I forget who told me this or who who was the responsible person for this quote, but they always say when uh, when America catches a cold, black people catch the flu. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like if it's a sprained ankle for the majority of the country, it's a broken leg for black people. And here's, you know, and we, we talk about the economic and social injustices and racism and institutionalized, you know, racism that we've faced, period, right, over the course of it. And one thing that this pandemic has kind of, if it wasn't already brought to light, is a lot of the stuff that's happening isn't necessarily the coronavirus's fault, things are already fucked up. And and it was like the coronavirus kind of just like was the star the straw that broke the Campbell's back. Like for so if you know that you're uh that a table that you have is wobbly, right? Like you know there's a screw loose. And one day you put something on that seems like maybe even even as heavy. Like you put your whole groceries on that table and that table breaks. Yeah, the groceries were heavy and it may have like contributed to the break, but your table was fucked up already. Um, and right now we see that America's table was fucked up. We talk about um in Michigan, New York City, we talk about in all across the country, um black people, black people, Latino people are more than two times like more likely to die from the coronavirus when compared to their white counterparts. Well, and, and, and because we, we've discussed plenty of times, like the medical racism, where black people are often not given the same level of care if they show the same level of symptoms. They believe that our, um, our pain, tra- they don't believe our, our pain, pain tolerance is, is right, allegedly higher, like things of that nature. And, um, and so it's about treating black people and, and black people and people of color as if that, like they're actual human beings. And seeing the humanity of people of color and black people, that's where it starts. And we don't. And that's just where it is. Like, it's, it's, I hate to sound so black and white about it, but it is, in my head, it is very black and white. You don't see black people and people of color as actual human beings. You don't see Latinos and blacks as people. So therefore, the inhumane treatment of these people is justified because I'm not human to you to begin with. So, yeah, we're going to see an increased spike in cases in the African-American community because all this virus did was exasperate the issues that we've already had. Yes. I, and I hate to say it like this, and I, it sounds fucking morbid coming from me, but I saw that shit coming. But I sound crazy when I speak on shit like that. But you see it. The blueprint for disaster has always been there. It's always been there. Our communities don't have the resources. So, of course, when America's hit with a pandemic, the entire, uh, every minority community co- is going to crumble. White America was and wasn't prepared. We not only were we un, were not only is the black community unprepared because the rest of the fucking world is, but all of our resources have actually you tied our hands and then set the tree that we're tied to on fire. Where do we go from there? What do and, we? Do? 
We and can- I, I, I look at it. I look at it a couple ways. One, um, did people did people not understand the, that when when certain when certain of us joked about the coronavirus that it was a joke? I think I think people thought we really took that seriously. Um, when we joked that black people couldn't get the coronavirus, I think people really just took that seriously. But uh, but the second thing is, and then I saw um the the U.S. Surgeon General, who is a black man, which is wild, um, kind of go on this like strangely racist, uh, stereotypical rant, like telling black and brown communities to to put away the liquor and and and, and, and tobacco and and, and and do your part, like. Do it for your abuela. Do it for your pop pop. Do it for Big Mama. I'm just like, it like it, 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 it's frustrating, right? His attempt, <laughs> his attempt to be relatable came across extremely tone deaf and actually just very stupid. Yeah, like it was a bigoted, stupid ass statement. And honestly, it, like I saw what he was trying to do. He's trying to pander and say and seem very cool and hip and in tune, shit like that. In actuality, it's like how dare There's you? Also, we talk about this all the time. If you're not part of the culture, you you you, and then you try to use the culture, it always it always looks funny in the light when you're not part of it. And and anyone who's working for 45 is not part of the culture. You know what I mean? Um, and even right before we got on, um, right before we got on, uh, 45 talked about he's currently halting all funding to the World Health Organization, uh, pending a review. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's like you stay aware because as you an have adult, to. you have to. It's my civic duty to stay aware about the state of my country. And, and as I live in, in the world that makes my literally the things that make my world tick and talk. Right. right. But I'm going to sound probably very ignorant for here for a second, friend. I'm so fucking tired of hearing about this shit. I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of the fact that this is my everyday. I'm tired. I am so tired of it. I am tired. And I know that that is extremely, like, Alex, that's really irresponsible to say. And it's very, very irresponsible to even feel. And I recognize that. But in my hearts of hearts, in my being, in my soul of souls, right, knowing that I was one of those people that went out and did my civic duty, I did the best thing that I can do. I stood 10 toes down as a part, as a member of this society and a citizen of this country to do my best to not end up where we currently are. So the fact that this, no matter what the fuck I did as a citizen, this is still my reality. Only for me to have to turn around and do it again because we can't have, like, because of, you know what I'm saying? It's almost like having to think for people who don't have brains. It's, it's, woo. I can't wait to go see my therapist. And and I'm so, and I feel, even feel bad for her because how many times a day does she have to hear this from the same like-minded people? I'm sure she's exhausted. Because if she's exhausted... If she's exhausted, if she's exhausted, if she's exhausted, I wonder how I feel. You know what I'm saying? I think you said that reverse, but yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? If I'm exhausted, I can only imagine what she's going through and exactly how she feels about it. So I just, I don't know. And I, friend, if you can't tell, I'm just tired and I'm exhausted with, with all of it. I'm so tired of talking about things that feel like are inevitably out of my control and I can't change. I'm tired. Yeah, yeah, and it's one of those things where I think this is kind of, you know, almost a a mini therapy session. We sometimes use this podcast as therapy of our own. Um it's it's 
it's super frustrating, right? Like, it's talking about, like, just, you know, the things that are, have been taken away from you forcefully. And I think this is where I want, I want people to kind of analyze their privilege, wherever their privilege comes from. Because we are so frustrated with things that have been forcibly taken away from us, like our our jobs, our our normal way of living, our friends, being able to go outside, like you know, the the the, the hashtag I miss outside. You know what I mean? Like this kind of we we are so frustrated because of this, but also we are frustrated because we had the ability for these things to be taken away to begin with, right? Because we had those things in abundance we had that privilege to be able to go out when we wanted to we had the privilege to be able to like you know go into the office have a job all of those different things that have been struck away from us and then we look at those people who didn't have the privilege in the begin in the first place and how we're treating them we talk we're talking about homeless people in las vegas um being forced to sleep in parking lots to main- make sure they're maintaining social distancing while every hotel in Las Vegas is super vacant and could house them free of charge. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. We're talking about how we, we've talked all the food deserts that we've continued to mention as far as like, there's like people in these low income black and brown communities can't dr- have to drive 20, 30 minutes or have to take two buses to be able to get to a grocery store with fresh produce. Now you're is now being exacerbated because it's like, well, shit, what are they going to do? You know, like, because it's not really social distancing to drive 20 miles, to drive 20 minutes out your way to get groceries, but you need to eat. It's not really social distancing to have to take two public transit buses and then go be in a crowded grocery store. Be, who knows how many people you're, 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 you're exposing yourself to, but... Mm-hmm. You got to so, eat, you I'm, know what I mean? Sorry, so, like, so I think... But at the same time, right? And I hear you. And honestly, friend, I, I, Cal, I absolutely agree with you. Parts of this make us all sound like spoiled brats. Like, oh my God, outside is so closed. You know what I'm saying? What about the, what about the lesser man? Mm-hmm. I can still say and recognize how extremely... Like, I say all things. My complaints are coming also from the place of privilege. I recognize that every day. Like, Alex... The fact that I do still have a job, I am grateful for, although my job is frustrating. And honestly, I take a lot of my work home with me. In the past, and it's only Tuesday, and this has been a rough week because of this, the things like, the, because of what I do for a living and because of the situation that we've in, uh, there's been a spike in my work because of the situation. So it's what it, I, I completely understand that, right? So I do say a lot of the things that I say from a position of privilege, I've always recognized that. But I do, again, it's another part that's frustrating for me is when we, I, I do go to vent about the things that are frustrating me and it's almost like I should still be, it is coming from a place of gratitude. It doesn't mean that there aren't adverse effects to the position of life that I sit in. Like, you know what I'm saying? We're all in a, we, we are all in this together, even if from the, the, from the highest to the lowest, I feel you, but it should not take away, being able to express frustration should, never should take away from the feeling of gratitude. And I pray that we all do recognize the position of privilege that we sit in when we do vent and when we do have a moment where it's like, I need to let, I, I need to blow off some steam. But I also recognize that it's a blessing to have steam to blow off in the first place. Does that make sense? Yeah, uh, but I, I remember our discussion about celebrities, right? And how we felt a lot of them were a little out of touch, a little tone deaf because of their 
they were venting in their mansions. They were venting in very, you know, very, very nice homes. They were, you know, instead of donating, they were, you know, singing. The way they went about doing it was tone deaf. The fact that they have the ability to vent, I never take that away from anybody. The way they went about it was extremely tone deaf. And, That's That was my problem. Uh, they have a right to be frustrated. Their bags were stopped too. Just because your bag is a little bigger than mine doesn't mean that your frustrations are invalid. Who am I to tell you that? But the way they went about that shit was tone deaf, and that and that was my point about it. And I look, I look at some, I look at uh, states like Texas. Right, Texas is going Texas. Texas is the big Republican Texas paradise in the sky. And Florida, Texas going Texas, and Florida going Florida. But this is Texas, and so. There's rumors milling around about Texas wanting to reopen, quote unquote, reopen the economy of Texas uh, as soon as like in like a couple weeks, which goes against every bit of like expert health expert data that we have. But again, Texas is going to Texas. So before we get off of, you know, our, our, our weekly coronavirus update, I, I suggest this. I suggest we let Texas do Texas. If if Texas and its 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 governor and state legislature and citizens want to reopen Texas that bad, let them do it. But I say that you also and I know I'm 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 sacrificing. I'm not. I'm I'm, I'm this. I, we have homies who live in Texas. We have people that we love and care deeply who who reside in that state. Um, but if Texas want to reopen. I say that you close the borders around Texas. Can't no one get in. Can't no one get out. So Louisiana. The problem that I have with that. But and right, but here's here. Is, I wanted to serve as almost like it's like a warning label. Satire. Like a warning to kind of for like the rest of the country to see what will happen if we open too early, and like and kind of just see. It's kind of like okay, you're you're so pressed to open this economy. You know what's gonna hurt the economy more than everybody staying home is niggas dying. Like niggas who niggas who are dead can't buy shit. You know what I mean? So it's like and and, and so I want to, I want so if you're so gung ho about reopening this economy, cool, bad, do what you gotta do, player, but also close this, close the borders, can't no one get in and out, and then the rest of the world can see what happens if you reopen this economy, you wrote you, you reopen America too early in the pandemic it's like okay like and, and for for whatever we know maybe maybe texas got it right and it's like you you get the herd immunity and you know whatever else they talk that the buzz were we talking about to kind of justify doing this but i think uh, i think it would serve as like a warning to everyone else like all right don't like it's better to slow play it than it is to you know do it the opposite way like when like you'd rather You'd rather say like we were overprepared and underprepared, and it's shown through this first like response. We weren't prepared at all, so we playing catch up. Like even the most stringent states are playing catch up. Like Ohio and Kentucky and New York State and are playing catch up because we were already started behind the eight ball. So that's my fault. It's like, look, if you want to open up the economy so bad, Texas, go ahead, do what you got to do. But just know it's going to be some repercussions, and ain't no one who's in Texas allowed to fly out. Fuck no. No. Well, you know how I feel about it, friend. I agree with you. Texas gone Texas. Niggas gone nig. And God bless it. I Like, God bless it. 
it won't be me and mine. I'll tell you that much. And and it won't be and me and mine. But but the far ranging effects are only starting because again, this our economy ain't built for this. It's not. It's it's not built on. It's built. It's, it's it's built on perpetual motion. It's not built on standing still. And so like, and again, you. I try. I try to like not read the news as much because again. I don't. I don't want to get myself more depressed than I already am. But even the stuff I catch on the on the humble, don't it? It doesn't look like it doesn't look promising for a lot of shit, which is really just which is really just disappointing. Well, again, I lim- I limit my news intake because I need I I take in what I can first thirty minutes. You know, couple couple. Minutes at night as I'm cooking dinner or getting ready for my night or whatever, but I have to limit my intake because it's just it's too much of that shit is poison. And at this point, like I said, I'm burnt out. I take in what I take in so I can be responsible, but I am completely burnt out. I can't take it no more. I'm burnt. So yeah, <laughs> friend, let's switch to our lighter. Uh, <laughs> I can't do it. We got lighter notes. We got lighter it. notes. Did you watch Insecure? I did. I did. Um, so. So on Sunday, Insecure came mm-hmm. back. Um, the season four, season four premiere was this past Sunday at ten o'clock at HBO. And as you guys know, me and Diddy, we definitely like we watch. Shout out to the good folks at Cabin Season. They kind of had a um, post show. Um, they, they partner with uh, shout. I'm a, I'm a mess up today. I feel like it's like you know like skincare, like grown skincare. Like they partner with a a, a, a very reputable company uh, to to kind of host a Zoom after party of Insecure. So shout out to everyone involved with that. Yep, shout out to everyone involved. And that was a really good time. So me and CDD, of course, we supported. Um, shout out to everybody who put in and participated with that. You guys did an excellent job. I'm looking forward to joining guys next week. Um, but yeah, so Insecure came back season four. And we are looking at a an Issa, and she's getting ready to start working on and launching her her block party. And Lawrence, who is still Lawrencing out here, hold on, you're not going. Um, I'm never going to have anything. You listen, positive to say. About Lawrence, Lawrence ain't do shit this episode, but he ain't do nothing wrong. Okay, and that was what I was going to get at. Right. right, this time Lawrence is in the clear. This time Lawrence did not. Fucking Lawrence's way in or out of a bullshit ass situation. He's actually doing right by the women in his life right now. You know, he's actually even being forthcoming about information. Now, to be honest with you, I didn't think he had to be. So I think, you know, I'm not trying to spoil it for anybody. I do want folks to catch up if you haven't. Um, actually, but- we'll, we'll, I'll put a, we'll, I'll put a spoiler alert because by the time this episode comes out, if you really watch Insecure, you could have been able to watch this episode, in my opinion. All right. So. Here's my thing, mm-hmm. right? Molly is a hater. And when... So, when Issa was talking to Molly about the fact how Condoleezza Rice is now dating Lauren... <laughs> don't don't, don't um, talk about controller like that. Listen, Condados... We not getting like, her name... We not says, getting her name right this entire season. <laughs> I refuse. Hell no. Nah. So, when Condados told... Um, you know, when Issa finally talked to Condados about the fact that she was the, uh, who Lawrence was to her. I think that I thought that that was extremely mature, right? Yeah. Um, the comments she said basically, you know, says, shit, where your ex is at? It's water underneath the bridge. They're still able to work together. When Issa brought this to Molly and Molly basically told her she was stupid, it pissed me mm-hmm. off, right? Right. And it was just like, 
And then I have to think about who Molly is, right? Molly is the poster child for the by the book girls. Like she went to school, she has a great job, she's successful, she you know makes her own money, and she feels as though she's the type of woman who feels like she should be rewarded with some type of fairy tale love life because she did everything quote unquote like she was supposed to, and she doesn't handle not life not working out for her like that well at all. So she needs a friend like Issa, who's typically the loser friend, because Issa for the most part was a loser to to Molly. She didn't have her shit together. Her shit to, was all, to, always, she's a, all, all to, always, to everyone, to be quite honest. Issa, Issa's right. still low-key trash. To be quite honest. Issa's getting it together, though. And I like I have a soft spot for Issa because there was a once upon a time I was fucking Issa. My shit was all over the fucking place. But I, I understand. And there's a part of me who's going to root for Issa always because I see the underdog in her. I see the fight. I see, like, Issa's going to go get it. She's down. She ain't out. And yes, Issa is the type of friend that does require a lot of emotional support to do the basics. And I do understand that if you're not the kind of friend that's in the space to support that, you need to say that. But treating her like shit and shitting on Issa every step of the way is irritating. And to be honest, I think Molly is jealous of Condoleezza Rice and this relationship because like, she sees that she's being supportive of something Issa wants to do instead of shitting on it and giving Issa excuses as to why it won't work. Molly needs a loser friend in order to make herself feel better. And so, also, so a couple things, a couple observations from from um, from me. First and most importantly, uh, Lawrence Hive back. Uh, Lawrence Hive is back, back strong. We up, get with the winning team. All that. Part, Whatever, man. Period. I'm gonna let period, you have it. All that. I'm gonna let you have it because so far. Lawrence hasn't acted like a fuck nigga. He got chlamydia. He learned his lesson. And we're going to move on. Listen. Some of you niggas got to get bit with that monkey. Couple, you Never mind. I'm going to shut you, the fuck up. I you, know, you know <laughs> what? I need you to fucking relax. I. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. My mood is a little off today. Today was a rough day. So I'm sorry, y'all. So. Lawrence still going to get these bars. He, listen, Lawrence is out here flourishing right now. Whenever I hear Lawrence's name, the ether beat automatically plays. Like, Fuck Jay Z. <laughs> yes, instantly. Like the moment that I hear, bro, the moment it's like, bro, the moment I hear Lawrence's name, the ether beat drops. Like I can't stand. Listen, it. And, and, and sometimes, sometimes people say takeover better than ether. So like, it is what it is. But back to back to my point. So first and foremost, as with our ether and Molly's concern. Um, yes, I agree that Molly was being a hater chick and not a greater chick because it's not Molly was being a big not hater. only not only in as the timing of it and what you ain't how you say it like you just like she so mind you Issa was like stumbling fumbling brumbling through this uh, mixer until she kind of like put her big girl panties on looked looked a uh, controller in the eyes and got it together. And so Issa's, Issa's yes. riding on a high right now. And and also, Issa is not, does not make enough money to make rich chick decisions. You cannot afford to let your feelings stop a bag because you don't have a lot of other bags to go to. You don't have the resources in order to make shit shake on your own. So her, she has to leverage this relationship with And, and mind you, this is so, this is a business. This we ain't asking uh Controller and Ifa to be friends. We're asking them to be coworkers. 
Listen, I'm not asking Donato's to double date. Like, she didn't ask her that. She said, listen, you've got the business mind that I need for this. You've got the resources. Help a sister out. She's not offering threesomes and shit. Like, she's literally like, hey, we, as long as we don't make this personal, we can work together. I think the fact that... And I cackled loudly when Molly called Issa Bessie. Loudly. You let a married nigga have a key to your home and your pussy whenever the fuck he felt like it, and you had the nerve to call Issa didn't, Bessie? Didn't, didn't, the didn't thing- Molly get knocked off at, like, Tiffany's baby shower? Did I make that up? I feel like Molly fucked her old, like in the bathroom of some really public event. Like, I don't know if it was Tiffany's baby shower. It was, oh, it, it was, it um, was, no, it was what, it was Molly's husband's birthday party. It, you mean? In like season two. Molly's husband? No, it was, my bad, my bad. Tiffany's husband's okay. birthday party. I was like, I feel So yeah, yeah, absolutely. You've been fucking up and fucking off with Joe for two seasons. Now all of a sudden you got your big girl parents together and you want to feel the need to talk but also, shit. She don't Meanwhile, have, you're treating Andrew she, like uh, shit. But, uh, no, he, no he, but here's my next point, right? So, first and foremost, Molly is one of those women who, who definitely take the work home with her, right? And I think if, and I think because she is not where she wants to be professionally, as far as like being a CEO partner type person in her law world. Like she always talks about how like work was a lot and like how her, her job always got her fucked up, you know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that. So because she doesn't have that control that she's looking for in her job, she tries to take it out on everyone else, including Issa with the whole timing and and the messy comment and with Andrew, uh, you know, also known as Shanghai mama. So I'm, Fucking weak. You mean, <laughs> Do not come for You mean, you mean like I that. can't call that nigga Panda Express? No, bro, we just talked about being xenophobic. No. Okay. Nigga. So, <laughs> Andrew. But also, I feel like there's multiple. An- anyway, Andrew. So, but also, you first started saying, oh, it's just a little thing. When y'all was at the bowling date, you know, whatever. It's just y'all just having fun. And then you realize Andrew ain't drop his hoes like you expected him to because y'all just having fun. And instead of like rolling with it like a true, like a G and just like, all right, cool, bet. Or being upfront and honest about like your true feelings, you start playing the passive aggressive game. And Andrew saw saw the forest for the trees and was like, oh, I'm out. I'm not staying for this jig. And, and kind of forced my, so, and kind of forced Molly to own up. Was like, I just really like you. Like Molly don't really like Andrew. She she hates the fact that that nigga doing him, and she expects and she expects every nigga who dates her to date her exclusively off the rip. Can we talk about how a lot of us have that expectation? Yeah, we can. And we, I mean, we, listen, okay. we, we we can we can get to chop that real baby. quick. Real quick, mm-hmm. okay. So the thing about that is we, and I I'm talking from. Lady, I'm speaking from a place of experience. And remember, okay? if you can't say My amen, mama taught me, just say ouch. You say ouch, okay? So the thing about that is, is I had to stop doing that. And my mama told me, and it took me getting my feelings fucking hurt for me to really like have a come to Jesus about this kind of situation. I am only as exclusive as the man that I am seeing. And I make it very clear, kind of actually on like the interaction one, before we get to date one, I let you know straight up, hey, I do talk and date other people. And if you're looking for exclusivity, we need to have that conversation when you're ready. Because I'm not going to, I don't, I don't believe in that. 
You want me to be exclusive, oh, be exclusive during the talking stage. What exactly? That sounds like commitment. Exclusivity is commitment. You're asking to just see me. That makes you my boyfriend. Period. If I'm only focusing my energy and my time with you, if you're asking for this one-on-one attention in my head, that's a relationship. And, you're a and boyfriend. So, so, again, allow me to interject, right? A couple things. First thing, I do think you need a period of exclusivity before you make an official. I think because... Eh. And, and here's why. I think... You always have to see, I, I like seeing people through different seasons. And in order to kind of really gauge who you are, I like I like seeing you angry. I like seeing you sad. I like seeing you happy. I like seeing you joy. I like seeing you stressed out. Because I need to know how you act in all of these different scenarios in order for me to be like, okay, I can handle all of your scenarios. Because it, it, be, it wouldn't be fair for me to tell you I can handle you at your best and then I see you at your worst and realize, ah, nah, I'm good. After we done already invest X amount of energy and time into making this exclusive, where it's like... So the other part about that for me is this, right? And well, I What are you doing I over there? That, <laughs> no, I my phone got caught, my cord got caught on um, the hanger in my closet. My bad, y'all. But... So the thing about that for me and Calvin, I agree with you. I think that there has to be a period of just you and I ness. Like, okay, we're strictly just focused. But that period is not forever. No one, yeah, like no one said no one I says it's forever. I, I I don't think I, I yeah. I give that to be honest, I give that maybe, maybe, maybe two or three months of just you and I before I realize, before you know for a fact that if this is something you'd actually want to take serious. What's crazy is that today, as a matter of fact, I had a conversation with a guy and because he was one of those situations where I kind of, he did something, it pissed me off and I fell back, which is problematic. And we've gotten, we've talked about this off wax, that if I need to start cutting off men, when I do decide to stop seeing men, it needs to be a very hard stop. They need to know for a, without a shadow of a doubt that I am no longer interested in this. But he told me straight up, he was like, Hey. I fell back because on his end, he fell back with me because he was seeing, he was taking somebody a little bit more serious and it didn't work out. So not that he was picking me back up on the roster, so to speak, but he wanted to make sure that he focused his attention on this young lady before like he made a decision to be fully committed to her and with, and respecting me at the same time. I think that was the first time in my entire adult life I've had that conversation where a man was straight up like, Hey, I was getting ready to get into a relationship and it didn't work out. But I didn't want to disrespect you. But also, it was none of your business. You know what I mean? Like, I, how could you not respect that? There's plenty of women who don't respect that. But that's a different story for a different day. <laughs> I respect the fuck Listen. out of that. I, well, honestly, you're telling me straight up to my face, hey, you know what I mean? I know that what we were, we were talking and vibing out. Um, but I also knew. But I knew from J- Jump Street that he, I was not the only woman he was talking to. He for damn sure was the only man that I was talking to. So when he chose to be exclusive, like if I would have upped the boyfriend, I would have had every right to up a boyfriend because that wasn't my man. But if without that conversation or giving that period of space between him and I before he got into a relationship and then he decided to up a girlfriend, it would have looked like you had this bitch the entire time we were talking or dealing with each other. 
So I completely understand like the the need for space and exclusivity before a relationship does make sense. And so my here's my second my second point with that, right? And so um also I think a lot of people need to be honest about themselves. A lot of people, both men and women, have what we call the boyfriend, girlfriend checklist, right? Like, oh, I do X, Y, and Z with you. You my nigga now, or you my girl now. And that and that never plays well. And because a lot of people, if if you're nice to them and you fuck them good, they they and you feed them every and you feed them every now and then, they they kind of just do the rest of the work to put you into that pedestal. Where it's like, yeah, and you I've know been what I'm saying. There. You, Let me tell you, it's you where it's like, look, I, because again, I'm speaking from personal experience. Like, I'm not gonna be an asshole to you because I because we're friends first. Like, we met for, as a friend. Like. I it's really weird to just like really try to like force the whole don't text me before like the night falls type thing if unless it's a strictly you know what I mean like it's there's, there's a there's a huge gap between oh I'm strictly hitting you up when I want when I want some pussy and like a relationship there's a huge middle ground here so a lot of people was like look like I'll ask you about your day out you know make sure you good like if you come if you come over and I'm already hungry I'm gonna ask if you want to eat because again it's rude for me to eat in front of people and not offer them food and also if we What's have the sexual chemistry that you keep that we keep doing this everything else you just kind of go from A to B to Z A to B to C and then you skip to like X Y and Z <laughs> So, and I've been there, right? You kind of, you get comfortable with somebody and the motions kind of happen. Like, we've all been there. We've all, like, you're a lying motherfucker if you say that you ain't never gone through the motions with somebody just because y'all were comfortable with each other without actually establishing what the fuck was going you're, on. You're talking to someone who I had two, I've had two year-long situationships. Of course I've done that. So, but for me, and there's nothing wrong with situationships as long as y'all both understand that this is a situationship. In my situationship, the lines got way too blurry. And I realized through that experience that I need hard boundaries. I need hard boundaries. Because with me, nuance doesn't play too well when we start talking about relationships. Because I know that I can become very, 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 not possessive, but I'm very territorial. And if this isn't mine, there's nothing for me to be territorial about. And I need, for my own good and my sake and my little heart, I need hard boundaries. It's in those boundaries for me are black and white. We're either friends who do not have sex with each other, folks who are only fucking because I don't fuck my friends, or you're my my man and this is what we're doing, or we're dating and we're seeing each other. Our relationship is very much so based in romance and, and sexual chemistry and all that good shit. Like we're building something here. But if and those three categories are very distinct for a reason because I can't cross those lines. And then because I know me, I know me for a fact, and just being honest, my feelings will get hurt. I can't even be G about this shit no more. In my last situation, we he's been content plenty of times. My feelings got hurt because the boundaries were blurred. Actually, the boundaries were not in existence. It was a lawless land. And not only did I ruin a we and him could have been friends. We can't. There are too many boundaries that have been crossed, too many lines that have been blurred. And to be honest with you, my friends are tired of me talking about it. I'm tired of me talking about it. There's just certain things that shouldn't exist. You know what I'm saying? Without hard boundaries. I need that shit. And so one thing, again, that I realized is 
because again, I think me and someone we've had, we we had a situationship, and then now we're kind of just back to we're like friends for the most part. And so, if we are, and God bless you, because I can't do well, it. Well, it take time. It take time. I think for this this particular person, we we didn't even have like a hard stop. We just kind of like faded. We kind of faded away from each other. We both maybe ghosted each other. I don't even know if we had like a hard day. I think we both just went like, well, that's all right. That's it. Um, and then, so we were able to kind of like have a talk, kind of re- a recap of like what, what happened. And we both kept a player with each other. Right. You know what I'm saying? We never, we never once faked a funk. We never once kind of like, we, we didn't right. ask people each other about other people. We didn't give a fuck. None of that shit. But she kind of revealed to me how like she knew that like, this was this wasn't sustainable when she would like see me out in the function and then like want to like want to pull me out said function and then realize that wouldn't be a good look for her to walk into the function and pull me out because again not yeah not your nigga you know so it's like and you never want to and see that's and the you kind never, of shit my nigga can only like, pull my boyfriend is the only per- my hard er boyfriend is the only person who's allowed to look at me and say it's time to go and that my black ass better wave goodbye to my girlfriends and close the tab like nick my boyfriend is the only person allowed to do my man nigger is the only person allowed to pull that face card with me some nigga i'm just talking to uh, we dating and fucking around occasionally cannot pull that card with me and, cannot i'll see you when and i then, and, and so like, and so she realized that that was like the moment and she said it happened like court like every three months you would have that moment where she just wanted to like walk in the fashion and pull me out like on 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 like uh, like on some like pull like how your mama pull you out by the ear type shit and then, then she realized with the kind of girlfriends you have with the kind of female friends you have calvin <laughs> i would that's what, and then i told her i was like i'm so glad you decided not to do that because that wouldn't have been a good look for anybody. Like, and I wouldn't, I would have preferred not to have to explain why these women are out here fighting each other and I'm the cause of it and I'm only fucking one of, I would, it would have been a lot. It would have been a, it have Because you, she would have got her ass whooped. So, I mean, I, God bless you, sweetheart. I'm pretty sure you're a listener. But like, <laughs> hell no. Nah. Hell no to the no, and, no, and, and no. so and so anyway. I, so I mentioned that I mentioned that point I mentioned that point because <laughs> anyway. so, it's like we we often lay our hat on. I mean, I told you what it was from the jump, but it's also like sometimes I think we have to have like checkpoints and just to kind of like make sure that it is still what we said from the jump. And like also, I always see. But when I mentioned soft checking in, but I no, got but, dragged, but 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 it's, not... so it's different. But I also believe it's not necessarily like. A, a time frame. I believe that the person who wants to change the status quo needs to speak up, and so you have to do some internalization. It's like, look, oh, I'm catching feelings for this nigga. Oh, damn, I really fuck with Shorty. Let me speak up. Versus kind of having like you, you don't want to sk- schedule it like a like a like a like a quarterly meeting. It's more so just like, damn, am I am I like you? Because time doesn't necessarily dictate feeling. You feel me? So. So it's right also friend. like feel. So it's, it's based off of feeling more so than like a monthly check in. It's more so. It's like damn. Like I'm I'm three weeks in. I may like this nigga more than I anticipated. Let me let me make sure that like I don't get my little baby feelings hurt and like say hey I actually like you for real. And then that way you can rip the bandaid off or cut it. Versus like well you know it's our it's our September check in. You know I'm just making sure like that type. That's why I think you got dragged. It's more so. It's like. 
it it doesn't have to be like a time frame. It's a feeling. Mm, it depends, especially if y'all niggas is having raw sex. You need to check in. <laughs> that is it. Alrighty, friend. That's all. I'm sorry, but you know, I don't want to reopen old wounds. We're healing, growth, <laughs> therapy. You know, we're we're gonna get there. We gonna be all right. Speaking of What's be up? all right, um, I don't want to stay on this for too long because honestly, you niggas are gonna show your ass any fucking way. So whatever's clever. I'm just gonna get this off my chest and we can move right along. Um, so Diddy went on IG live. Speaking on of showing showing your ass. Showing your ass. Diddy went on IG Live and Lizzo popped on the screen and Lizzo Lizzo. Lizzo began to twerk and turn up. And Diddy made a comment saying that, you know, hey, it's Easter Sunday. Let's keep this family friendly. Yada, yada, yada. Lizzo, from what I saw, Lizzo giggled about it, you know. You know, Lizzo Lizzo and went on about her day, mm-hmm. right? So then later on in that live, Drea comes across the screen and begins to shake and show her ass as well. You want to know what P. Diddy had to say about this? Um, tell me. Yeah, tell, tell me, friend. He said nothing. He said nothing about it. He hyped her. All this good stuff, right? So from, again, I didn't watch the live uh, itself, but of course I watched can, the can I, the can I tell you? Like can that, I tell right? you what happened? Because I actually... I'm listening. So... Again, you best what you you almost have to go to instant replay on some of the shit, right? Because you got to re- be able to review the tape. Um, Diddy wasn't in the screen when he kind of he didn't see Lizzo like what Lizzo was doing when he kind of started with whoa, 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 whoa. He just saw he heard the song and the song was something like super. I was I was yeah, getting to was that point. Super cra- song was okay. super crazy. I don't even remember the song, but it was like it might have been like it was like. Shake it like suck that like it was wild, and he was like whoa, and so then and so he came in like I think it was like the song choice that he said more so than the actual twerking of Lizzo, and then you know right. So I was I was gonna get to that point. I was gonna get to that point. I'm sorry. So my point about the matter is this: if the commentary was more or less about the lyrics of the song and you know the fact that he was trying to keep it family friendly. Okay, cool. I understand that. I don't necessarily shame twerking because we all know that twerking can't takes or you know takes root in in our community. I don't. I to me, I think twerking is harmless as long as you're fully clothed and you know what I'm saying. Like you're not being salacious about it. That's my point. Everything with a little bit of class and taste. But we gonna turn up. We gonna have fun and shaking your ass is a part of that. I have no qualms with it. Okay, if it's really just about the song choice and making sure that the song choice was clean, you know what I mean? It was Easter Sunday. I, you know, just if that was his perspective about it, cool. You won't hear anything from me. But because Lizzo's name is synonymous with fat shaming at this point, because niggas don't you can't hear Lizzo's name without thinking that fat bitch. She's shaking her ass again. She's naked. She's doing something inappropriate. Yada, yada, yada. I think that. Lizzo is being herself. She's being her authentic self. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a fan of Lizzo's music. I like Lizzo. Do I think some of her antics are obnoxious? Absolutely. But Lizzo, Lizzo bird, y'all hate Lizzo bro. because like, she... she and like, yeah, but so is Drea. Are you fucking Drea's, kidding me? Drea's a bird, listen, too. You, listen, we make fun of Drea's cooking every time. You, right. But we don't also... But we don't... We make fun of Drea's cooking, her parenting. We drag Drea. Right? But we're not going to just say, oh, Lizzo's a bird, so that's enough of a reason to drag her ass. So is Drea. 
or if we're comparing apples to apples, Dre is a fucking Dre. If Lizzo's a bird, Drea is the queen is the queen bird, queen mother bird. Okay, let's be honest mm-hmm. here. I think we don't like. Hear me out. We don't like Lizzo because she's fat. And I just need you niggas to. Sh- I I want y'all to stand in that. And the only person who's bothered by Lizzo's fatness is y'all. Lizzo's okay with herself. I need y'all to understand that y'all don't like Lizzo. If any, if this was, and I have a, I have a theory, because Lizzo shakes her ass just as much as Megan does. Y'all don't like to look at fat women. You don't like fat people. You are fat phobic. So you rather take you'll you'll take you'll accept Megan shaking her ass over Lizzo because Megan is palatable and it's more of what you prefer. It's your preference. But please understand that when you talk about preferences, they take root in things. They don't just come out of just thin air. They're not born out of osmosis. They, you literally get your preferences are rooted in certain things, and your disdain for Lizzo is fat. Some of it is fat phobic, and just standing you know what shit. I found funny. I found this funny, right? So we talked. We talked about Tia's, uh insecure, right? And then Tia uh, insecure opened. One of the opening scenes was little, little you know, shout out to the big niggas. Um. It was, TSA Bay was out here, you know what I'm saying? You know, uh, he started off he started off crazy, but then he found his groove with with Issa. And they they had him, you know, shirtless, you know what I'm saying, with 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 with, with the titties out, with you know what I'm saying, with the with the with the with the roll. He wasn't he wasn't six pack built, right? He wasn't like right. We saw it. We saw and it. Right. I saw some of the same women, and this is and I generally try not to make it a gender war thing, but this this Please? this was very specific in my reaction. I saw the same woman who, again, de- defended Lizzo and defended her right to sh- throw that ass. All was up in arms on why TSA nigga was was out here on insecure getting the yams. Like, oh my god, who put who put this so, who put this fat nigga on it? Like, so I just and so I think a lot of it is. And I agree with you, friend. I I, I think that. When it comes to, and not to cut you off, I'm so sorry, but I absolutely agree with you. I think when it comes to fat shaming, there's a huge double standard. When it comes to body shaming in general, there's a huge double standard. I agree. Women will, I fat, agree. Women will body shame the fuck out of men. We absolutely do. And it's actually to an extent, to the extent where it becomes dehumanizing, especially because if this was a man talking cash shit about a woman, we'd drag him, and rightfully so. But I do think women, when it comes to body shaming, even women body shaming other women gets to be extreme. So I, friend, I will, you got me on this one. And so I, I under, and so me, so I can't speak for, yes, there are some people who don't like Lizzo because she fat. I'm not going, I'm not going to pretend that that is not true. Me personally, I'm not one of us. Lizzo is also obnoxious. Exactly. And she, and she don't make music for me. You feel me? So it's like she make that poppy, like if if we could go outside, like Forever Twenty One type music for me. I'm not that. That's not that's not my vibe. I like I like if if you if you gave me the option of a woman rapping Lizzo and a woman rapping the Megan Thee Stallion, who I'm gonna talk to, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to the woman who's rapping the Megan Thee Stallion. Period. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm more of a Megan fan than I am a Lizzo fan. If we're being honest, if we're just talking about yeah. my and so and so and so, absolutely. but also even in my relative dislike of Lizzo, I do understand that some of the more aggressive tones is because she's fat. Yeah. She's fat. I will say, but yeah, to, y'all are but we, aggressive we, we just talked shit about Tory Lanez, but Tory Lanez was showing Lizzo love on his quarantine radio. He was showing Lizzo love. Like, he was showing Lizzo mad love. I like, listen, 
he likes he's here for Lizzo. But I think that and and I and I'm gonna say this. I think the way that Tory Lane Tory Lane stands for Lizzo is coming from a very sincere place. So I I appreciate that. The issue that and I don't even take issue with it. I don't have a problem with it. I think that, like I said, I think Tory Lanez was being extremely sincere in his stand-up for Lizzo and giving her a platform to shake her ass. Giving Tory Lanez radio is probably the appropriate place for Lizzo to shake her ass. Yeah, absolutely. Abs- absolutely. We're being honest. Absolutely. And she would get the love that she deserved. Because I don't think Diddy was trying to be malicious. I don't think he meant any harm at all. I think that niggas took a snippet. And blew that shit the fuck up. I, I genuinely think that we took something small and made it bigger than what the fuck it was, especially because Drea came on immediately after. So I think in this particular instance, niggas jumped the gun and we made that something that it wasn't. But we jumped the gun because we don't like because y'all don't like the fact that Lizzo is fat. And if we made that we made hating her based upon the fact that excuse me, hating her based upon the fact that she is fat, okay, and it's not. You can dislike her from all other things, but talking shit about her is not okay. But also, it comes into a bigger issue when we do, we just don't y'all don't like black women. A lot of like the, the loud minority. I'm, I am speaking to the loud minority, Calvin. Before you drag I, me, the loud make minority, it make sense. Like I said, that minority make does it make get sense. that minority does get loud. For instance, I see it. I, I see it all the fucking time. And it's annoying. Yeah, went on talking about, okay, for instance, All-American. We talked about Coop and her nose. We talked about Megan and her nose. We talked about Scott. Oh, nobody talked about, um, excuse me. We talked, we dragged little Kim for, for getting all this plastic surgery all these years. We, like, we drag black women. And then when they start doing things to change the way that they appear, we talk about their self-esteem and how come they didn't love themselves. Make it make sense. So, I, okay. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a try to... Because, again, you do this sometimes, where I'm like, I'll be with you and then at the end, right? When I'm like, okay, we had a solid point we could agree to. It just hit a left. So, here... I mean, no, Calvin. This, so, here's... We don't have to go... We, we genuinely don't have to no, keep on it. That was not, just really... Well, I think, I think it. of it like this. I think of it like this. Um, I think expecting anyone to get 100% approval, a, approval rating in today's society is unrealistic. I think nigga they I'm not even they, Nick, they hated on they hated on everybody. It undeserved, deserved, whatever. I do think I do think that our culture amplifies these the loud minority so much that we trick ourselves into thinking that's a majority. And it's like you can ha- you can Think about it. Even in our own circles, we can have 10 comments showing love and genuine support. And then you have one comment of a nigga talking spicy. We focus on the nigga talking spicy because because we we it's easier to respond to hate. You even told me um a couple of days ago, like you don't know how to respond to compliments. You know, so it's like so we talk it's easier to respond to hate. It's easier to respond to spice because it's simple. It's like, oh fuck you too then. And and so we out we we search and we and we uh, we amplify and just say the same way we talked about oh what's his name last well what's her name last week? We amplify the negative so much that we we then think that's been the narrative. When we could when it's talking about someone like more people lo- you know, love Lizzo for her for her being unapologetically her 
I'm in the I'm in the minority of niggas who just don't fuck with Lizzo because I think she a bird. We listen. You if if Megan started an OnlyFans tomorrow, she would break records. And and and, and like every, and I think it's just one of those, even with like little Kim, like little Kim had an abusive relationship, and so that and that was part of the reason why she kind of did all of those surgeries. But it's also like. At the majority can only say you're beautiful so many times. If you choose to focus on that loud minority, the the, the, the majority telling you you beautiful ain't gonna really do much for you at a certain point. It's gonna fade into the ether. Versus you're gonna if you continue to focus on that one nigga in the comments who's talking spicy. We seen him. I don't think it's always just that, but honestly, like, and it becomes to the point where you do at some point just have to say, all right, I have to take the good with. The, I have to. To use the same energy that I take in the good, that I take in the bad, and keep it pushing on all levels. But that takes a moment of growth and, and clarity, and just that takes a extreme growth. So, you know, I know personally I haven't necessarily gotten there yet. We working on it though, because the moment that a nigga gets to talking to me spicy, I am ready to pull up. So, but anywho, friend, we gonna keep this whole podcast right on the road. All right, what um, we got? What we got? So. You hit me with a scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 there it's, was it's, a time. It's, it's, what, it's, it's what we call the hypo instead of hypotheticals. Okay, hypotheticals, mm-hmm. right? So there's a scenario, mm-hmm. right? A man and a woman go on a vacation after seven months of dating each other. A man says that he'll take care of the flight and asks the woman to take care of the hotel, so which is eleven hundred dollars versus eight forty eight hundred and forty for the flight. The woman snoops in the man's email and finds out flight was one off a work raffle. Gets mad that he made her pay for the hotel. Who is in the wrong? So, my answer, it, besides the fact that they're both these niggas trash, right? Like, you you shouldn't feel the need to snoop. Like, you snoop it through my emails, which is a huge red flag for me in general. Because if you don't trust me, don't be with me. If, especially if you don't trust me, don't be with me in another fucking climate. But also, right. you know, don't necessarily you you ain't feel the need to necessarily hide like hide the flight. But because again, but what people don't understand is at least in my job, if you win something at work, like if you win a raffle, you win whatever, you get taxed on that. They add that income on whatever your next paycheck is. So if you win a flight worth eleven hundred dollars, they 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 tax your next check. As if you got eleven hundred dollars more, so you pay you pay taxes on that joint. So it, mm-hmm. so like yeah, he didn't necessarily pay for it, but he paid for it. You know what I'm saying? He he ain't paid for it, but he took care of it. And then Shorty was like, "Well, if you got the shit for free, why don't you just you know help like split the hotel fifty fifty? And I think in my scenario, I probably would have. It's like if I if I you know if I got to pay taxes on this on this you know what I'm saying flight, but the flight taken care of, and I want you to come with me. Sure, like instead of you paying eight forty, you pay you pay four twenty. Cool, you pay four twenty for the hotel. I pay four twenty for the hotel. Easy, easy money. But also, but so at the end of the day, shorty also shorty seemed ungrateful because still, like you got a whole vacation with a nigga, and you felt and you and you mad because you had to pay four hundred extra dollars. Awesome. Do seem do seem shady. So, do seem shady too, because like you ain't have to like hide the fact that you got the fight for free. It sounded like they don't need to be together. To be and honest, and that was gonna be 
I mean, they sound like they're both fucking trash. And I'm, you know, oh my God, Kava, we're not going to argue on this. So I would have been forthcoming about the information. Hey, I won the airline tickets for my job. They are going to tax me on these flight tickets. So what I would have done is I would have added up the taxes for the flight, plus whatever the hotel fees were, and split everything down the middle. I would have just been forthcoming about that shit. Hey, I did win this offline. How I, I mean, the, the flights itself are taken care of. We just have to take care of the taxes. Since the flight, if you know what I'm saying, like, just be forthcoming about the information and you wouldn't have to avoid this. Also, sis, you dead ass wrong for sneaking through that man's shit. On a you ba- how you gonna be mad on vacation? Ain't that what Kanye said? Now you not only are you, is your ass not going on fucking vacation, but I'm breaking up with you because you snooped in my shit. Honestly, the last man that went through anything that belonged to me got broken up with. Listen, I, I like, told you. It was I told you, like, if you. If you ever feel no. if you ever feel the need to go through any of my shit, I would prefer you just break up with me first. Because you clearly don't trust me. I'm and if you don't trust break up with me. And if me. you don't trust me, we don't need to be together. So if you ever feel the need to like go through my shit and if anything I left open, anything that you, you have the code for, whatever the fuck. I should be able to if it does not even all right, I'm big about this shit, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I again, it has taken me a multitude of times getting my fucking feelings hurt to come to the very conclusions that I have now. So God been working on your girl, okay? Mm-hmm. But if I have to snoop through your shit, I already know what my answers are. And, and you're also, gonna find what you're looking for. Snooping to me, you're gonna find even, even if there's nothing to find, you're going to find something simply because you went looking. And that's that. That's the math on that. If we're being completely honest, the fact that you went looking to begin with means that you were prepared to find and accept whatever the fuck you saw. So it don't even matter what I say out of my mouth because you've already got your mind made up about what's right and wrong here. At that point, I don't give a fuck. At, at and that's just me being honest. At that point, yeah. the moment that you put me in a position to stop caring about your feelings, I'm done. We know. We we know. I don't we, care. We know. We listen. We we've talked off. But we oh, know. Okay. I don't care because you went snooping through my shit yeah. and I don't have a lot in this world, but my privacy, I am big about. And so that's, what, that's what I feel like I don't have a lot. In this. You, if, if you, if you, no. if I ever get woken up with like, with, with somebody throwing the phone at me, like, wake up. All right, get out. <laughs> like, all right. Now you got to like get out. It. Not only you finna cry and your Nissan on your way home <laughs> and also Lose my number because this will be our last. Not conference. even you're not even going. You're not even going to get the option of losing my number. I'm going to immediately block you on everything. Listen, I've done that before. I'm I'm huge on out of sight, out of line. Like we've I've had people where like we we were we were beefed out and I and I left and I blocked them niggas before I got back. I, I blocked them niggas on the road. Like by the time I got back to my destination, Shorty could not contact me in any way, shape, or form, or fashion because nah. Like, no, period. Period. I don't play that shit. I don't play with that kind of stuff. And to be honest with y'all, we play a lot. We play with, when it comes to our privacy and protecting our, our best interests with privacy, I think we play a little bit too close to the chest. We already, there are we certain already signed so much just, over with terms and conditions. Like, fam, Twitter, Twitter, Twitter right. the other day, like, I, I, I went on it and had a pop up basically telling me. And it was right after uh, Jack, the found one of the founders, uh, promised like a billion dollars to in his own charity for the coronavirus. But basically, told me like, yeah, nigga, like you know how you could opt out of me selling your data? You can't no more. <laughs> like it's it's what it's up. And like I couldn't, it's I up. couldn't do shit about it because I done signed this shit over with the terms and conditions, which is why everything is so funny to me, right? And this is a little bit of a tangent, but fuck it. What else we gonna talk about? 
this everything is so funny to me because we we are the most picking and choosing conspiracy theorist ass motherfuckers in the world. Niggas are niggas are legitimately talking about this 5G being the result of the coronavirus, yet we microwave our food, we sleep on our phone next to them and all of the radiation that comes with that. And and if we had a real list of everything we find over to these companies when we click accept on terms and conditions, we already gave them everything anyway. Like, ooh, they got facial recognition. No, you're they right. Got facial recognition software now. What the fuck do you think every? What do you fuck do you think these cameras are doing, bro? What the fuck do you think these surveillance cameras all in the country are doing, bro? Like, if you are just now worried about if, like getting those shits like sold, you too late. <laughs> if you read this, it's too late. You are behind. No, and you're right. So conspiracy theories always crack me up because you're in from. I mean. Do I think that there's a big brother watching, so absolutely. to speak? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But the, but the, you've, already, you've been marked since the moment you decided to take your first breath. You know what I'm saying? If you really want to get deep about it. I don't in particular, but like... Because you start you, getting they, deep. And if you, you think that they happen from... You start getting deep and then everything starts becoming sad. Right. <laughs> you just get sad. Yeah, so like, bro, I don't want to live like that. I do. I don't want to live like that. Like, hell no. I ain't trying to live I off the grid. A-okay. I ain't trying to live off the grid and live off the, off the meat and, and that I kill in the woods. Like, nah, fuck that. Bro, what? I don't even like getting my hands dirty. I would cry if I break a nail. I cried when I didn't have nails. So imagine me trying to live in the hell nah. Somebody wanted to take me camping when all this shit was over. And I, what? Oh, no. no that, the that, idea that, of that camping that, scares that, me. Hold what on. The, that nigga got to read the room. You mean to tell me that after we <laughs> You mean to tell me that after we just spent God knows how long cooped up in our own individual houses and apartments with no real social communication that your idea of a first date is to take me to a remote location where we're cooped up within our own little four walls with little to no social communication? Get me get the fuck out of here. No. He, Calvin, when I say he was dead ass, and when I laughed, I cackled out loud. Remember, that was the white boy I was telling you about. He thought that camping would be a great idea for a first date for him and I. Hell no, Mr. Gray. No. Kind of kicking shit up like, and, and End okay. up like Willa in that episode of Fresh Prince. No, listen. Quickly. No, I'm not the one. Number one, I'm not the kind of bitch that does the wilderness all like that any fucking way. So, no. Your idea of a date with me is not camping. It is not. I'm telling you. And it, that sounds shallow. And oh my God, Alex, you should open yourself up to it. I hear you. I'm not the wor- I, I'm not the girl for it. I am not. And I'm not saying that I'm one of those bitches that... Fuck that. I'm not, <laughs> I am totally one of the bitches that expects five-star treatment. I absolutely am. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm not because it makes other people feel secure about what they are. No. That's not my idea. I will, I, 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 I will say it. this, right? Um... There are certain things that are relative and there are certain things that are absolute. And I look at it like this. And it really helped me once I started traveling more to kind of see what was relative and what's absolute. And I am absolutely not going that's camping. That's fine. No, I'm, I'm, this is, this is, this is <laughs> not me convincing you to go camping. What That would be so off-brand of me for, for me to convince you to go camping with a white man. You know how many horror stories you know? and, and, and looking for Layla's came out of this shit? No. I'll beat your ass. I'll Hell beat no. your ass if you ever decided to go camping with a white man. He, you wouldn't go. I'll beat your, I would beat your ass. And I'm saying that on wax. I can't go. 
Calvin said I can't go. <laughs> and that's literally what I'm going to text him. My co-host of my podcast that I can't um, But I so. think, but I look at certain things as absolute and I look at certain things as relative. And so I'm like, we t- have you ever heard like the, the the version of like the local 10, right? Yes. So for so for local ten, so insert your insert your hometown here, right? Cincinnati ten, Nashville ten, um, whatever ten, right? Who is the right. supreme head nigga in charge, bad bitch in charge of her circle, right? Who walk who who walk with her mm-hmm. nose in the air and give you and give you her ass to kiss, that type of chick, right? But shout out to my ten, but okay? my bad. but then. <laughs> You take the you take the Des Moines ten, you take the uh, the Louisville ten, you take the Cincinnati ten, and you place them in like Miami, and they realize that like that ten status don't transfer. No, and like I mean, I probably just could get in for free. It's forty dollars. Like you just that sort of thing. It's oh, I already told you how I felt about that, Calvin. Your popular girlies are broke, but that's and, a different tangent every day. And so I just look at like certain things absolute like there's certain there's certain level of people that are going to be that nigga everywhere they go like like and there's certain people who have to deal on a more relative scale and I just I, I and I just Fair. want us to have like all of us to have a legitimate sit down with ourselves and and really ask on the absolute and relative scale where are you. Because I feel like so, some in, in in some cases self awareness is lacking, and even during this quarantine, and oh, even absolutely. during this quarantine, I'm seeing that self awareness is lacking on some of, in, on some of these niggas. Niggas need to read. And I'm just and, and, and okay. I just I feel like if we just during this time frame where you're not getting gassed up by thirsty niggas and thirsty hoes, I need you to sit there and and, and reevaluate where you are on the relative and absolute scales. And and and, and go from there. That 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 is that is my PSA for the day. <laughs> the PSA for the day, Brand, Um, you want to get into the question of the day? Anything else on? I, I'm I'm trying to remember. I'm, try, we don't. Yeah, I'm trying to remember my we list don't. and shit. And no, and so we don't. Let me. Um. Yeah. Nah. We got any good news? We got any good news before we go ahead head into the question of the day? Oh. Um, I don't actually. I really, really don't. Well, no, I was like breaking news. Up. This shit's that trash. That sounds fucked up. <laughs> Sorry, I don't. But you know what? Sometimes no news is good news. And for me, right now, that's where I'm, that's the wave I'm riding. There, I'm on a very much so no news is good news sort of deal. Um, I, everyone on my end is happy. They're healthy. Um, keep my my twin sister actually. She works in healthcare. Um, there was a confirmed case of corona in one of her units. But, you know, so we've been hunkering and bunkering around her. So keep her lifted in prayer. She's healthy. She's fine. Right now, her results have come back positive. They haven't done a mandatory quarantine for her. So, you know, the good sis is hanging on. She's at, she's literally healthcare frontline worker. So shout out to my twin. You know, my family's staying healthy. We No news is good news. And I'm blessed about that. So actually, we're right. good. I'm good. Do you have um, any good news? I think, I think the good news of the day is... The good news of the day is that we are seeing when the human the human race may be trash as a whole, but when our backs are against the wall, niggas step up to protect their people. I'm seeing so many I'm I'm seeing so many celebrities like donate money. I'm seeing 
normal regular people donate money, donate for time. Um, I'm seeing I'm seeing people do everything that they can to kind of make sure this shit, you know, right. we take care of our yeah. So I did so see that humans are shitty, but when our backs are against a wall, we will come we will come together for our fellow man more often than not. So I think that's my good news for the day. And now the question of the day. So the question of the day in theme of these versus IG live battles, what battles do you want to see? I'll go first because I think I've less mm-hmm. I think I've less answer than you. Niggas wasn't fucking with me today. Um so Uh-oh. um we have one that says Chris Brown versus Usher. You know, I got that. I, that was one of my answers, And too. I'm picking Usher. I think y'all niggas got Usher fucked up if you think he's going to lose to Chris Brown. I think y'all got Nick. I think y'all niggas got Usher fucked up if you think he's losing a battle to Chris Brown. Um, well, we have, I have Tybus versus Tank, Drew Hill versus Boys to Men, and Jagged Edge versus 112, all from the same same person. I think Tank wins versus Tyrese evenly. I think, it, I think it gets real spooky for Tyrese after Sweet Lady and Signs of Love Making. I think it gets real spooky for Tyrese really quickly. I agree with you. I think I think niggas forget. You know what I'm saying? Tyrese had hits, but Tyrese is not and like and, and, and pulling me back. Um, Tyrese has like Tyrese can go like three rounds and then like it's gonna start getting spooky. Um, I think I think yeah. Boys and Men beat Drew Hill easily. I don't I don't even know if that's a real fight, honestly. Easily. Um, one twelve beats Jagged Edge. To be honest, facts. To be honest, um, and that's actually hands down. On my end, I had Missy Elliott versus Miss Candy. M- Missy Elliott. Honestly, Elliot. Missy Elliott versus damn near anyone. Missy Elliott is, is a dub for Missy. Like people, like her songwriting bag, her producing bag, and her artistry bag. Like, like fam. Yeah. What you gonna what you gonna do when she start pulling off the Aaliyahs? You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's slow. No, period. Slow. Niggas, no, Aaliyah is the it's big joker and all of that shit. Um, so I had Eminem versus think, DMX. I think M gets that um, one. I think M gets that one. Eminem, Metro Boomin See, versus DJ Metro Esco. wins that one. The, the battle for Metro Boomin isn't DJ Esco. The battle for Metro Boomin is Michael made it. Facts. Rick Ross versus Two Chains. I'm giving it to Two Chains. I think I think you got Rick Ross fucked up. I think you got Rick Ross fucked. I, I'm giving it to Two listen, Chains. I think, to be honest, listen, Two Two Chains got a lot of hits and versus a lot of niggas. It will get spooky for niggas versus Two Chains. Rick Ross ain't one of the niggas. Rick Ross. I know we talk about we talk shit about Rick Ross, but Rick Ross got hits on hits on hits on hits on hits and features on features on features on features on features. We'll see. I got, um, two one, I got, um, we got a uh, Nicki Minaj or Slow Kim. I was like, I love Nicki. Uh, no, Little Kim, I'm sorry. I think, Little I Kim, think, I'm sorry. I think that's Little Kim, I'm so sorry. I, and it's not I, even, I, I didn't think even, that's I'm closer so than Little what Kim. you think it is, honestly. Like, because you understand, like, we, we talk shit about Nicki, but like, Nicki, her catalog is sneakily very, very deep. And, her catalog. I didn't. I didn't take anything away from Nikki, but I'm gonna. I, I have to stand Little Kim. So sorry. I have Cash no Money Women versus Cash Money. Easy. DJ Juicy Click J, versus easy. Juicy J. Um. Diddy ooh. versus JD. Who? That's tough. That's tough. That's, that's an eleven nine. Cause, Cause both of them niggas like 
we, that's tough. I will say this though. Um, I think JD has written more, like more of his music than Diddy, and Diddy's more executive producer. And also, I think JD J, JD got like right. Janet tracks. So and I and, and like and I think Diddy yeah. may have Mariah tracks, but I think JD also has Mariah tracks. I don't think Diddy has Janet tracks. They both have Diddy Mariah. Has, tracks. I don't think Diddy has something that if if, if JD pulls out his Janet bag. I don't know what Diddy gonna do, but also once Diddy gets to the last train in Paris, I don't know what JD does with that. Facts never um, gonna happen. I'm not even gonna Gigi? give it. I'm not like you people. Never gonna see, happen. People who think Gucci versus Jeezy is gonna happen don't realize why Gucci and Jeezy got beef. I think people forget that like Gucci Facts. killed one of Jeezy's homeboys and then beat the case. That's never and Ben said in a in a diss song, like if you don't believe me, dig up your dead homie and ask about ask about me. But, like we talk about niggas like, you know, rebuilding rebuilding their uh their that bond. Gucci and Jeezy are never, ever going to be cool. Ever. Period. Kanye versus I Pharrell. Think, listen, that's that also gets spooky, but I think Ye takes that one. I think Beethoven wins. I think I think Metro Boomin needs to go against Mike Will. Facts. Somebody said Missy Elliott versus Timberland. That that doesn't it 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 doesn't make sense because they work together. It would be right, but also their solo project. Um, I think um, so. We'll see. Lauren Hill versus Um, Lauren Hill Hill versus. Sorry, go ahead. Lauren Hill versus Eric Badu. That IG they gonna be late to an IG live. Um, I got a D'Angelo versus Maxwell. Maxwell. Oh, shit. People Maxwell. forget D'Angelo took like a 10-year break from music. Like he doesn't like D'Angelo's song slap, but he also took like a 10-year break from music at, like at some point. Like Maxwell got uh T.I. versus Jeezy. I think Jeezy got that. Like Jeezy. T.I. would start out strong, but it would get spooky for T.I. like around like round. 14 when when Jeezy's still playing like bangers on bangers I think it would get spooky for T.I. at the end right Little Wayne versus Ooh. Drake and Ooh. I got it, 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 they would never do it because they would never um, do it because dream. they're so tight but I honestly ooh that's that's tough cause like they both have gone on be feature runs I think the, the nostalgia in me would pick Wayne but like Drake could easily win that one. I actually agree with you. And then somebody being fucking funny was talking about Jada, Jada Fire, Fire versus easy. Pinky. Jada Fire, either. Jada Fire. <laughs> Listen, Jada, Jada Fire, Jada Fire is still in her prime, low-key. Like, Pinky, Pinky is not... But you know, I saw Pinky working out. It's like she might. Be not going. Never even. mind. I'm not. Also, I think some. Mind. I think some comedians would be that. good. Some of them like said, uh, they wanted to see mixed Miss Twerk Sum versus Meg and Ari in a triple threat Twerk match. I would, I would, I would be here for that. Um, I think some said like Desi Banks versus Haha Davis in the comedian battle. I think that would be dope. I think you would have Car- Carlos. Desi Banks versus Ha Ha Davis in like a comedian battle, like IG comedian battle. Uh, um, I can see that. Kevin Hart versus Cat Williams. I think Cat. I think Kevin Hart don't want that smoke. Uh, like in a in a. It, 
but in a, in a roasting session back and forth, like, no one's going to beat Cat Williams in a roasting session. Cat Williams got a gun put on him because he roasted this dude's wife on the radio so bad that he pulled up to the station with a strap. Like, <laughs> niggas, niggas, yeah, niggas forget. Like, niggas I know Cat Williams, Cat Williams crazy, but like, in a roasting <laughs> session, you don't want that smoke. Yeah, I don't want to see that at all. But already, friend. We kind of gave our little positive. We kind of gave a little positive statement a little beforehand. Um, I will say, I will say this. Um, continue to stay safe, stay inside if you can. Wash your hands. Treat your neighbors with respect. Treat your neighbors with kindness and loyalty. Um, if if this is a tough time for everyone, we understand that. We realize that. Um, if you can support your local restaurants and businesses, please do so. They need all the help we can get right now. And and no one knows what society will look like after this thing is 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 died down but if we allow it to look the same as it did before it happened i think we have failed as a society absolutely hey y'all be loving or be nothing and that's is as simple as i got it for today it's your boy c diddy peace peace baby i'm a toy